0: Squinters and welcome back to Never Surrender by the Squinters. Uh, we are recording on Monday night after an unfortunate loss on Sunday um, by the Giants versus the Eagles over in Perth um, at Optus Stadium. Um, we're, after a few weeks of having some some guests on the on the pod, we've gone back to pure Squinter this week, and we've got a couple of uh, the the original Squinters here. We've got Bartman and Bub joining us on the pod t- this week. Welcome guys. Thank you. I wish I could say it was a pleasure
1: to be here. <laughs> <laughs> well, ho-
0: hopefully, I-, I feel like I've been a bit of a downer on the pod recently, so hopefully we can be a bit more positive about uh, the prospects for the rest of the year, even though it was a another loss um, last night. Um, a bit to unpack back oh, and yeah. we, we will get there we will get there mm-hmm. um, before we start um, just just to um, remind everyone um, listening if you have any, um, any banter to, to send our way, any questions, any topics for discussion, send them through to neversurrenderpod at gmail.com um, tweet us at the squinters uh, follow us on Instagram and as always, all that information is at www.thesquinters.com uh, and with that I think we can get into the first quarter um, and talk about the week in footy. Um, and it was Indigenous round, guys, um, which is always a, a a good round, always good fun. Started off, was it Friday night or Saturday night, um, with uh, Dreamtime in Darwin, uh, which seemed to be a big success. and. Um, um, one thing I love about the, the round is also the, uh, indigenous jerseys. Um, what, what did you guys, uh, make of, make of indigenous round and, and the, uh, particularly the Jersey, um, that was created by Bobby Hill.
1: Yeah, look, uh, I'll always a highlight of the, uh, the footy calendar year, um, indigenous round. And it's, you know, not just because of the jerseys, because of its obvious wider significance, but, but the jerseys are a, a nice sort of, uh, a representation of that. Um, I didn't think there were any truly true, stinky, true stinkers amongst the jerseys this year. I mean, thought well, they were all pretty good. Um, and in fact, uh, caught, caught the front bar during the week uh, on our broadcast partners, uh, Channel 7, um, where they, they had Eddie, Eddie Betts on who, who sort of um, talked through the, the Carlton jersey, which I guess was one of the first to kick off Indigenous round up in, up in Darwin. Um, so it's always good to hear the story behind the, um, the jerseys in the design there. And I think in particular with the Giants, uh, you know, there's a, there's a bit of a story around um, the design of the jersey um, by young Bobby Hill, one
2: of our own players. Yeah. I love that he had the, the, um, the three animals there representing the, the three kind of Indigenous boys of the Giants. I loved it
1: yeah but it just made it all I, that's um what i was sort of alluding to but it just made it all the more um telling when the big dorse was left out of the team
0: which is which is probably the biggest issue from the week of footy right yeah at three. least on the on the messenger feed
1: yeah well i mean i was thinking about that you know and and the symbolism of you've got your three big totems on your jersey and it's sort of it invites those three guys to play well in that jersey. you know I think if, if, if there was something a tribute to me in such a personal and deeply connected way and something I was wearing, I think you'd get, you know you'd have a spine tinglingly good game in that jersey. but um, the powers at B at Giants <laughs> HQ decided our laconic forward superstar, ex-defender turned it round the corner, 45 meter on the angle specialist dorsal. Uh, uh, either forward, back up Ruckman. Back up Ruckman, exactly. Against probably the competition's most electric Ruckman at the moment. Uh, yeah. One from left field, I thought. In saying that, you know, Bobby Hill is a week to week proposition as far as selection goes. So, I mean, the bloke who designed the jersey is not, you know, not guaranteed a, a, a Guernsey himself. Um, so, it, you know, it's not, it's not the case that the jersey was always going to mean those three guys were going to play. I mean, Nathan. Um was also you know only back from injury in the last couple of weeks, but still the symbolism i thought was was telling yeah,
2: yeah i um the one thing i'd say about dorsal is it kind of i remember was it, it may have been last year or potentially the prior year when he got dropped and and we we were a bit surprised by it, and then he came back maybe a week or two later and then we found out later that it was just a bit of a mental, it was, it was actually a bit of a mental health break, I think, for, uh, for Jezza. I see, I see. Um, and, and, and and at the time, everyone was kind of scratching their head again about why. Mm. Um, and that, that, But that didn't come out for, honestly, like maybe two or three months later.
1: Okay. And
2: to me, <clears throat> if, if we're coming up against West Coast, Nick Premier, Ruckman, as you said, um, you know, I can't really see any other point why why dorsal would be the one mm. to be rested, you know. Because if anything, yeah. he would actually be quite a nice matchup for um, Nick. I mean, Nick Nann. So certainly yeah. from mm. a from an ad, ad, you know, being a bit more agile than Mummy. So an I, athletic I, I point do, of
1: view, yeah.
2: Yeah, I I do wonder whether whether you know there's there's something else that yeah. we're not actually. Because to be honest, when when I first saw it, I would have thought you know that the top three. Gun forwards needed to probably yeah someone to be dropped mm.
1: yeah and but I think I think in our informal yeah, and I the probably week, would have
2: put hate Harry yeah double H mm. yeah yeah we're saying Harry double he H on the chopping or, block or a bit more a bit more controversial Jazza Cameron because I mean arguably I actually think Harry Himmelberg's probably shown more than Jazza in the last four weeks. Mm. I don't just, ever doubt
1: HH's uh, endeavour, um, but effectiveness is something no, that, no. that waxes and wanes. But I yeah, agree, and, he, he gives an honest effort. And even okay. this week, he wasn't great, but you know, in the highlights that I saw, he, he was at the bottom of a few packs. He, you know, he gave Jeremy McGovern a nice ride in the first or second quarter. <laughs> um, but he, he, he did get a few telling hand passes out of traffic to someone Free that allowed us to get a bit of run on. So even when he's not playing well, it's he's trying hard. A
2: bit. Yeah. was the, the, the a little me bit. Is, um, it's, it's we'll get on that in too. the second quarter. Yeah. What?
0: Yeah. It's, it's just again up against Nick Nat, um, Just having Harry as your backup. Um, Harry Himmelberg as your backup ruckman just doesn't seem to make any sense. He's he actually he seems to struggle against. The, um, the, the lower, uh, lower <laughs> competition around the uh, week to week in, in the rocks. Um, so yeah, you yeah, know, maybe there is something in the background that we're not aware of. Because Maybe, maybe just need, needed a break. So
1: it, it, it's a, you know, you, you've got to, as well as managing these guys injuries, it's um, and, and as Bub's alluded to your, your mental health side of things, the confidence is a big part of performance and it doesn't, do well, it doesn't do your confidence a world of good when you're a bit down on form as a key forward to be thrown into the ruck against Nick Nat in front of a decent mm. crowd in a big <laughs> stadium, hostile crowd, um, and then just get absolutely pantsed in the ruck when you're already not playing well in your chosen position. So uh,
2: either way, but I feel arguably, like. arguably, Batman, I think Jezza had been playing well. Dorsal, yeah, look, you know, that's like, why yeah. I think
1: Dorsal would have mm. handled that fine. Mm. Um, Harry Himmelberg, you know the idea that you know he's a he's a suitable backup ruckman um, for yeah. this fixture in this against this team yeah. at that stadium in front of that crowd, I just don't think was yeah. It doesn't make I sense. I think it, it, it makes sense that their hand was forced. It wasn't a decision yeah. that they made. So I think you Typically might be right,
2: bub. Indigenous round, indigenous round as well. Like mm. yeah. it doesn't, it, it it just doesn't add up to me. Otherwise, mm. smell a rat. And yeah. I actually thought, yeah, we'll get on to the game, but, but but Bobby had his moments. Yeah. I yeah. It was actually
0: pretty yeah, good. I, I yeah. Did all right. And maybe, maybe we do just jump in the game because that leads into um, a lot of discussion. Um, obviously, Nick Nat tore us apart. Um, yeah. A loss, uh, another loss, but um, was it as bad as the last few losses, do you think? Was there a bit of improvement there? What, what, what did you guys take away from the game? Uh,
2: see, I... I I was actually a bit encouraged, to be honest. Like, I, I finished, after last week's game, I was a bit deflated with, with just our mm-hmm. performance. It was just a little bit heartless. We're now, after this game, I actually felt, and, and you know, devil's out of good, you could say, during junk time, we, we we did all right. But that last quarter was the best we've played um, in in probably almost like a couple of months. Yeah we like also the, the first
0: 5 or t- 5 or 6 minutes of the third quarter mm-hmm. as well right Coming Yeah and
2: after half time So it's a frustrating situation in in that the in in you know the last two quarters of our last game I think we kicked maybe one goal in the first two quarters of this game we kicked one, one goal. goal so we yeah. something like wow. so, so we have literally kicked in a, in a game of football over two games
3: mm.
2: we've kicked something like three goals you in, in a whole game of football which is which for me watching it um, it was a bit of a game of two halves. Like we got absolutely monstered in the first quarter, and I would I would say that any team that West Coast played in that first quarter they would have absolutely monstered. They were unbelievable. Like I like I know we didn't. We probably had a we probably should have kicked a couple of goals that were gettable, but they were incredible the way they were moving the ball and playing. And for us to fight back the way we did, and I and I thought Mummy lifted after the first quarter of getting pants. Um, as well as some of our other players. Um, but I was actually, yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually fairly encouraged by it, to be honest. I, I, I actually feel like if we we're playing any other team other than West Coast, that we're clearly, you know, probably the Premier team at the moment in the league, I, I actually think we would have we won. Yeah, yeah
0: it, it just comes back to that consistency th- thing, right? We know they can play well. They know they can mm-hmm. play well. They just need to put it together for four quarters and, and not have those lapses where they, they let in multiple goals, three, four goals at, in a row. Mm. Um, but yeah, in saying that, it, it was a bit of a swinging game. I think um, I think there was, the stat was something like the first five goals went to the Eagles and then the next three to the Giants, the next three to the Eagles and then the next four or something to the Giants. It was, it was a bit of a mm. seesawing game.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I mean, it was only nine goals, seven to seven goals, seven at the end of the game. We kicked, that, we kicked four in the last quarter. Um, and but only, as Bub said, only one for the first half. I mean, I like how you uh, you, you tied the two games to, together to make four quarters of football with only um, two goals in a pump. The, the other That reminded me of how we keep talking about Adelaide's losing streak that dates back to midway through last season. <laughs> Every time I hear that, I, I have a little chuckle to myself. Um, but I think... I'm, a, you know, the, the the margin against the big team. At the end of the day, if you look at the box score, it's it's two goals against, as you said, the premier team, away crowd, not <clears throat> not down on form, and um, with a couple of key personnel out, it looks okay. But you know, I saw it summarized by someone else recently, which basically said another way of looking at it is it's the same old story. You know, we're down early and. Uh, We claw back to some extent, but the game's effectively out of reach at three quarter time. Like you get a few goals, it's junk time, but it's effectively done at three quarter time. And I, uh, from that point of view, you know, there's still obviously a a lot of work to be done.
2: Yeah. so one of my big frustrations with how the team's playing at the moment and kind of leaves me pulling out my hair is, is the way they're exiting the back line. Um, and it almost seems like when we become under pressure, we, we, our, our, the players have been told to react by chipping it in the back line. And we end up getting ourselves into the, into these pressure situations and these little chip kicks. No, and, and, and you kind of remove all the movement from up the ground of the, of the players that should be really, you know, should be moving because we're kind of chipping it amongst ourselves and we lose all momentum and it, bridge, and it means the players up the field stop moving and and it kind of, we, we, we create unnecessary pressure on ourselves by not actually moving it quickly. And for the, in the final quarter, we, we actually started moving quickly. And I don't know what, whether it was it was as simple as maybe moving Toby on the ball, but it, I kind of felt that when Toby moved on the ball, suddenly we were so much more dynamic in there. And, and I guess it highlights one of the players that I think has been a real disappointment, you know, being a bit of an underperformer for a few weeks is Timmy Taranto. You know, I think it's his, is it's his second or third consecutive game of you know, twelve or thirteen possessions?
0: Yeah, well, he's only been back for like, three. It's only his third
1: game weeks, back, right?
3: right?
1: Yeah, and I actually, th- yeah, I mean, the stats are, aren't great, but they're not great across the board. I mean, Josh Kelly was our top, our leading possession getter in the game, stats-wise. Yeah, he's been yeah. good.
2: I actually I, I think Josh and I think Josh Kelly's been been a, one of the few shiny lights for us. Um, this year, and and the other one that, that 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 sort of came out on the weekend was old Jakey Riccardi, yeah, Mal's, yeah, uh, exactly,
1: debutante.
0: Well, that's, that, that's that's what I was going to say. Again, going back to that start of that third quarter, and, and, and the, in the in the fourth quarter, as you said, I, I feel like there were passages there where we were actually lowering our eyes, were actually hitting leading targets, which. Just seemed, you know, completely foreign to, to us watching a, a Giants game over the course of this year, um, and it looked good, right? We, you know, I think the yeah. first the first um, score involvement of the, the the third quarter was was you know free flowing and you know fast moving, and it, was, it you know looked like we we're really on. Um, and then I think oh, maybe midway through the quarter or something like that, there was. There was a really good link up between, like, I think Bobby Hill took a good mark out in the wing, linked up with Riccardi into Caldwell. So like the the yeah. the new guard really um, linking up there and then um, chipping into to Josh Kelly to to kick a goal. Like that that was that there was some really promising um, ball movements uh, or, or movements um, throughout the game. Um, but yeah yeah, Riccardi seemed to um, to, the commentator seemed to have a bit of a wrap on how he was playing as well. He he did blaze away from uh, from seventy <laughs> at one point and around the corner Love from that, fifty, though. which um, which you got to have a crack. to see see there how your, your leg that. goes in the, oh, in the yeah. AFL.
1: There should be a but we should be tracking a, I, I, how often you back yourself. You a <laughs> backing yourself oh. stat, and it's important. It's a it's a it's a metric yeah.
2: I'm interested in. I thought he straightened yeah. us up a little bit too, which yeah. is nice. I. I I kind of feel like sometimes our forwards get caught in the running back, mm. kick it over my head, kind of. Yep. They've they're, they're, they're almost pushed, they're pressed, they're pressed too high. And so they're, yeah. they're trying to get the ball light weighing back. And whether he was playing deeper or I'm not sure, but he was always sort of running hard at the ball and, and sort of demanding it. And it actually, he, he straightens up a lot. And um, it's, it's probably the, the more dynamic, most dynamic our forward line's looked in a few weeks.
1: Yeah. Especially, you know, you're playing a team who who that's their kind of style. Darling yeah. and and, jo- yeah. and um, Kennedy, they're both like hard leading and the Eagles lower their and eyes. And they play and deep dream. and they play... Yeah, they, they play that's right. Deep. They start, they yeah. lead from the goal square. And yeah. so they yeah. take their marks like 30, 40 out, slide angles and kick goals. Um, and the Eagles just delivered delivered the ball to those two guys like low and hard on a number of occasions. And they just...
2: Out muscle, they moved, moved it. They moved it. Giant. They moved it so quick. Yeah, yeah. real quick entry. It was almost like for how are, it was almost like how we played last year when when we had our mojo. You know, we were just mm. so quick. We, we, we they honestly were playing. They were playing like we did last year.
0: Bob, you yeah, mentioned well, the, the defense um, before. Um, do you think we're we're really missing big Phil Davies down there? I feel like we're missing a bit of leadership. Um, over
2: the last I few weeks, I think we're missing. You know, I, I actually think we're missing Sam Taylor more than Phil Davis. Um, because I think Sam Taylor was so good at playing a little bit higher, and he was he's such a um, contested animal. Like he hates losing, and he. Mm. I kind of feel like he freed up Haynes and also a, a spare back flanker a little bit, a little bit more for us to to exit a bit quicker. And without Taylor. You you kind of we're not he may be one of the reasons why we haven't been able to exit as quick, um, but um yeah but yeah obviously 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 Phil Davies it's he's he you know he's he, he would have taken Kennedy or Darling I imagine yeah. which again would have freed up. I, I, core. I just
0: think I just think there's a, it seems a little bit disorganised without him there um, and, and maybe not so much in this game but. Um, in in the last couple of games, it just seems to be you know moments where um, you know people didn't know where they needed to be and that they weren't quite set up right. So I don't know whether yeah. the steady head back there is um, is something that we need back as soon as possible.
2: Yeah, it was the other interesting one is that obviously Cal Ward's moved moved back there briefly over the week and last few weekends actually playing that halfback flank role. Um, and before he. But he busted his busted his fingers, which were yeah. Uh, it
0: wasn't nice.
2: Not pretty, but um, yeah. I I kind of felt like he he kind of struggled a little bit to get in the game. But the the the, the one inclusion that I really did like was, I I'm a big fan of Adam Kennedy.
1: Um, oh, you would oh, have really? be there. Yeah, you would yeah. very happy then. See him back there.
0: I'm I'm fifty fifty on him, but um. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of his game, bud?
2: He, he sets up nice on the defensive side when um, in ball-ups and um, and throw-ins, and I kind of feel like when he was when he was out there, we, we were actually we were actually looking a bit more dangerous. Um, he brings kind of really good pressure. Um, yeah, so I I quite liked him on the wing. I um you know I think Ash H he came in for H, um, and you look I. I think age has been good, but but I think um, yeah, so for for young kids, it's always good to have a couple of weeks out and and refresh yeah. and then go again. So yeah, he's yeah. had
0: a good six or seven weeks in there, right? So a bit yeah. of refreshing up would be good for him because um, I, I think he's been quite good. I don't think he I don't think he, he would have been dropped for for form or anything like that.
2: Yeah, the the, the interesting thing I saw also through on the weekend was kind of some moments of frustration from our senior players where. Where there's one time where Harry Himmelberg had a big go at Jesse Cameron about about not hitting a target or not kicking it to the right lead, and then the other time of frustration was when sort of Timmy Taranto pushed chewie after the height after a clearly high tackle. Yeah. These um, kind of you know it's a little bit unlike both of those guys.
0: You know there was a there was another one also. Um, I think it was in the last quarter when. You know, we were coming back fairly strong. We, we had a chance to, to really, um, I think we were still uh, only two goals behind. And um, Josh Kelly got, hands, uh, got the ball out of the back line, handed to um, to Cogs and wanted the hands back. And Cogs just swinged around and hooked it over his shoulder into the middle mm-hmm. of the ground. And and Kelly's just hanging there. It like, well, <laughs> just blow, blew up at him.
2: Uh, really? So, yeah, um, I did, I So man. I thought
0: that was an interesting one. Yeah. Um, in that stage of the game, that you know, we needed to actually find some targets up the ground. We just not blaze it around, especially um, with yeah. someone like Josh Kelly um, running past you. Yeah, it was probably the right move. But, um, but a little bit of
1: frustration at the situation is probably a good thing. You know, yeah, you yeah, know, in absolutely. A way, you like to see, we as fans like to see the players care about their performance and the result that they're contributing to. So. Yeah. I uh, I'm I'm okay with that. Those little displays yeah. of frustration, um, as long as you you know there's a bit of back slapping and tomfoolery yeah, going on after the game
0: and, and um, during the week
2: and everyone afterwards. A few bum taps, exactly. I oh, mean, what, what do you reckon? Um, so McGovern, you oh, I know okay, you he he snippets he? of the game, so he was Master incredible. He, yeah. he made. He, he, I he tell you what, the nice highlights run. of the game yeah. are basically
1: Jeremy McGovern's <laughs> highlight reel. It's just he, out Nick
0: Haynes. Nick Haynes.
1: Yeah, he's in every. He's in every highlight of the highlights. He
2: was amazing, um, yeah. and and so so you kind of get to a point that if you're Harry Immelberg or or one of these kind of guys, and you're and and you're playing on McGovern, sorry, yeah, he's he's your man. Do you go the, defensive? Kind of, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> up, up, after the after the ten of the fifteen or so. Oh, marks. Do, do, you, do you kind of yeah, man up you, a bit?
0: And... You play behind him so he can't stand on your head. Yeah, you? Well, that's <laughs> step one.
1: Don't get another <laughs> hanger taken on you. Uh, look, I don't think you you know necessarily go defensive on him in the sense that um, you're defending him because he's reading where the ball is in the air better than you are. Um, but you just... It, it's, it's, it's as much about the delivery as it is about yeah, the, the position you find... You, you put yourself in to have the ball delivered down your throat. So you need to be running to better areas and the the kicks Mm. need to be better to you. Otherwise a bloke like that, you you give him an inch, he'll take a hanger on your head. So Mm. um, I I think intercepting half back line players can be made to look um, exceptional when um, the team they're playing against is blazing, blazing in probably because the, the midfield pressure and the half back pressure is Good enough that the kicks coming into the forward line are hurried and they're not targeted. They're not low and hard the way they were. The Eagles were when they were hitting Darling and Kennedy on the chest. So, you know, he had a field day out there, but and a lot of it was due to his his particular skill set. But other bits of it were just that we were, you know, we we served it up to him in, to a certain extent.
2: It, it comes down to one of those things that I've one of those big frustrations that I think. Not playing well, yeah. It's a real frustration. We don't we don't play deeper in our forward line, that mm. we're not kind of leading from the square. Like it's a that that, and West Coast do it so well. But that's something that I really think we're missing. And Jezza, when Jezza was dominant, he was out of the square, kicking them within forty five minutes. forty five meters. Mm. Yeah, and he's and he, he he kind of got most of his possessions on the far wing. This yep. this game, maybe we need to um you know
1: during the week the new game plan Jezza. Stay in the square. Do, don't leave the yeah, square. One out the, the square. One out in the square. Don't leave the square until the ball's in the air. Square mm. until it's in the air. Just remember that. It was good That's to see you, how Stormy, should,
2: Stormy get on the board this year.
1: Jezza needs to like, oh, yeah. wrap his wrist up in brown tape and write, stay in the square and I love God, you know, or something on his head, <laughs> wristband. Whatever it takes to get him up and about. And I agree, it was good to see Stormy get back on the scoreboard. Bit of confidence. He did a nice little fist pump too, even though we were down by about seven goals at that stage.
0: Okay, so uh, so that was a game, a loss. Um, um, maybe let's address this now. Can, can we still make the finals based on, based on that? So there's an improvement in performance, but we, we've got to win a few in a row, right? Yeah,
2: We've got to man. win four of the five, don't we? Let's aim to win five, I think, to be safe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be Could my aim. Aim high, I, aim high. Yeah. I think that's the, um, well, that's what I've read anyway, is the, mm. you know, what we need. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think
1: only, well, two of the teams of the games that we have to win are below us on the ladder, but Frio are frighteningly hitting a, a nice patch of form at the wrong time for us. Mm. Uh, I remain, I remain petrified that Adelaide are going to break their duck against us, (laughs) and fucking Melbourne and Carlton are above us on percentage on the ladder. So we'll have a lot to play for when they play us. So it's doable. I think it's doable in four or five or five or five. five. I mean, these are not top eight teams we're talking about. Those four, at least. Yeah. If you you can't do it, then you don't. They're not as bad as their position on the ladder would indicate. Those teams. I mean. It's a close. Apart from Adelaide and probably North, it's it's a pretty close comp, I think.
0: So maybe Put, let's in jump the, into in the sense quarter.
1: He could be beaten by anyone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's let's jump into the third quarter then and talk about next week's game against um, Fremantle, the Dockers, um, again over in Perth. Before we head back to Metricon, I believe. Um, Bartman, man, you—I haven't actually seen much of the Dockers this year. You, you said they've—they've they've started to hit a bit of a purple patch.
1: Yeah, look, I think like like most of us uh, who don't live in Fremantle, I know fucking <laughs> Dockers. Other than Nat Fife is no longer injured and is playing well. Uh, they pants the Swans this round, the team that pantsed us last week, um, yeah, and I think sign. they beat Collingwood as well, um, either the round before that or, or two rounds before that. So. You know they're thirteenth on the ladder, or you know they're sort of two positions below us on the ladder. I think we're thirteenth now, um, but as, yeah, hitting a rare patch of form uh, in front of their crowd, Optus Stadium. Few, you know, not has not been a happy hunting ground for us thus far. Uh, yeah, it's got a we Should few... win it
2: though. We should, you know. Yeah, look. Do you think we will get confidence won, out of this should game? Should but... beat the Swans. Yeah, I did. I, I mean, we kicked four goals in the last quarter. We haven't kicked four goals in a quarter, <laughs> maybe <in laughs> for a three or three months. Yeah. He, so, using, um,
1: using Bub's uh, last half of one game dovetailing yeah. into the first half of the next, we are <laughs> looking good for a few first quarter goals this week, which is a, a nice change of scenery. For, and then uh, just hold the on for the second half. Yeah, yeah, that's how we, well, that's how we used to win a lot of games. Out of, remember back in the glory days. We won the finals last year. We blow them out of the park early and then you just hold on. And then you just get Nick Haynes to mark everything. Yeah, that goes, yeah. <laughs> Nick Haynes does a Jeremy McGovern masterclass for the last 10 minutes. And we, um, we just shut them down and win
2: by three points.
0: Right. It's easy, easy. Let's, uh, let's get that message over to Leon and, um, and we'll will be good for the weekend.
2: So so ins and outs. I mean, um, is the De Boer's back? Yeah, like while well, oh, he's available, get the Dutch I clamp think. back in. Fuck.
0: Actually, I, I, that completely um, yeah went past me. What was he
2: injured? What, what happened there? He's had his ham. He, he did a he had a four oh, week hamming. Too. So it's one yeah, that's right. One more week than Toby. Toby. So I presume he might make a comeback. Get him in. Get him on five. On
0: five. Done. <laughs> yeah.
2: Clamp down. Um, Riccardi stays in.
0: Yeah, so so what do you do there? Finlayson back and drop
2: drop Harry. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, I, he showed but, more than Harry, I think, on the weekend. The yeah. the
1: interesting thing too is like, what opportunity is there uh, for dorsal? I mean, we as jury's still out as to whether there's there's something else going on that we don't know about. But mm. to say it was a a, a a coach's call on form, like there's not a lot of opportunity for him between net, this game and the next to. You know, m- make his case for selection because there's no yeah. twos no going team. on. Like, what's yeah. he just going to have to rock up to training half an hour early and hit the hit the weights or something, and you know, pick up yeah. the cones after training's finished. Take take the pads <laughs> off the goalposts and you know, make sure the powerade bottles fill are up. All full. Fill up the water bottles exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I do, to be honest, I don't. That's not really dorsal style. None of those things <laughs> are really dorsal style. I, can, I can't see him doing. Any of that. (laughs) Not looking good for him, is it? No, I'm worried. Whereas Harry, Harry I can see is a bit of a... Anything else you need, coach? Kind of guy. Actually, Bob, I was just thinking from the point of view of maintaining continuity between our our strong finish to this game and and, uh, this week's game, maybe Leon just tells the boys they've got to stay in their playing kit for the next five days. Don't (laughs) shower. (laughs) Don't don't get changed. Just maintain the fourth quarter mindset. Mm. Roll it straight into maintain the first quarter. Maintain the yeah, exactly. Keep
2: the fire. Yeah.
0: Maintain the stench. Good, yeah. good forwards mm. move. No, exactly. back when we line up on them.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I think Mummy Mummy stays in. Yeah. The one force ones.
0: move is Cal, right? We're going to have
2: to... Yeah, yeah. His um, fingers fucked. So that's him. either A or, um, or Potentially, I, I could see them doing Tom Green for, for um, oh, Jack Green.
0: Yeah, see, see that, that was a, uh, something I had for a bit later. Is like, um, I, I'm surprised that they've kept him out. for he's, He hasn't played for five or six weeks, I would have thought.
1: I hope this isn't one of those, don't, you know, just go softly with the new blokes. You don't want to overwhelm them. You don't want to overexpose them type things. Throw him in there, mate. Throw, right. throw to be throwing everyone a game th- Yeah, throw year. him in there. Yeah, that's right. Get Tom Green in there. Made, we made... We, no one would shut up about how mature his body was in the three or four <laughs> games he played the first... You can't tell me that all of yeah. a sudden you've decided, oh, we've just got to handle him with kid gloves. Get yeah. him in there. Throw him in. Tell him to hit a few bodies, you know. Yeah. What else? We've got nothing to lose at this point. Well, I suppose we do have something to lose, but... Well,
2: we've got finals to lose, which should be... Adelaide-esque,
1: wouldn't it? You you make a good point. When I say we've got nothing to Uh, lose, it was a figure of speech. Obviously, we've got five games of football and a finals opportunity to lose. Uh, I was just trying to be theatrical with regard to (laughs) getting Tommy Green another
2: Guernsey. But, I mean, we have too many midfielders is our issue at the moment, isn't it?
1: Oh, look... It's one of our issues.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I feel like they've been blooding a few a few guys are giving everyone a chance. Yeah, you know, I'm su- I'm kind of surprised they gave um, Hutch a game like over mm. Tom Green. Like, I I feel like he he gave so much or showed so much promise early in those se- in the season in those games that I, I don't understand why you wouldn't just um, keep him exposed to that level of football. He's only just going to get better.
2: Yeah, I, well I think there it's because Hutch can play forward, play wing, play other roles. With I think Tom Green's a bit of a contested contested machine, yeah. you know, and and when you've got Hop at the you know combine harvester and you've mm. also got the ball in the, the middle, ball, yeah. Then do you need another you know big bodied in and under type? Um, probably not.
1: Well,
0: yeah. We'll find out. Find out later in the week, I guess.
1: I I think we're all assuming Leon's just throwing, you know, cutting up the names, you know, out of the paper (laughs) and chucking them into into a hat and just pulling them out at this point. So it would probably be a surprise to all of us.
2: So I've got um, another interesting bit of a story. So I'd heard um, a friend of mine went to a bit of a corporate. Um, a bit of a corporate event where we're a giants. Um, oh, yeah. exe- there we go. Executives. This is, with... we, this
1: is why we get bub on the, on the This pod. is exactly what the squinters faithful need.
2: Um, <laughs> Strap <laughs> um, yourselves in
1: people. This is going no, to be good. No,
2: no, no, it's not, it's not, it's not um, mind blowing, but it, but it paints a bit of a picture. Well, um, certainly did to me, but, so the, the story was, so an executive was, he was at a bit of a corporate thing and he, and he gave a rundown. This was pre the Swans game and he went through how we were going to play. And this was prior to the game. This was, you know, whatever it was before the game to a few corporates. And um, he basically spelled out the the exact way that the Swans were going to play and how the Giants were going to play to, to stop them doing that. It was like things like, you know, the Swans love, to, you know, sprint from the back line and slingshot from their half back line into our... Um, in, Everyone into loves board. that though. Who doesn't yeah, love no, that? I, I, no, but the Swans in particular, when you watch that game, they certainly did that. And he, and he pinpointed key players and exactly what the Giants were going to do to stop that in terms of lowering the eyes and do all these sorts of things. Um, and then when we turn up and play like we did, completely terribly meanwhile the coach had it was clearly had the right strategy Mm. um it just told me a little bit more about that this is probably more about the players than it is about the coach in terms of strategy that's interesting
1: are are we not worried about the bigger issue the the elephant in the room here that some bloody executives just giving away the (laughs) the strategy to a room full of fat cats
3: before the game?
1: (laughs) He should have been giving a complete opposite of what we're actually planning to do in a classic case of misdirection. That's what, no, that's it, what
2: I took away from that story. No, no, this, but this was to a very direct group of giants faithful. So.
1: Ooh, I see.
2: Mm. So, yeah, it's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Because, can, because to me... It, the players it, it, couldn't what, execute the plan. Exactly. Yeah. So, and to me, it kind of... Because for a while, I've been scratching my head going, what the fuck's Leon doing? You know, like... They keep bombing it up time after time, but when you when you kind of hear the hear, you, you hear the game plan about this is exactly and the Swans did it, did exactly what what he said they were going to do, and the Giants completely didn't do what they were supposed to do.
1: Do you think so, though, bub, that sometimes these types of things become self fulfilling prophecies? I mean, football 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 commentary and the way we talk about football is so full of like catchphrases and you know meaningless phrases 90%. like. Uh, you know they like to run hard. They're really good with the contested footy. Uh, you know they like to maintain possession. Second All efforts. Of, yeah, they, they basically, which means you know they, they basically enjoy playing playing football, football. to win. Yeah. Um, and w- with the benefit of hindsight, you can you can make any game look like how it's been described if you use those kind of empty phrases to describe it. So. Uh, whilst I understand what you're saying and it sounds like you're, you are maybe throwing uh Lee on a bone who we love to, um, we love to flog on this podcast. Uh, I still think, you know, I'm still have a healthy skepticism about how, how insightful this, this, uh, this informant was, but anyway, I obviously wasn't there and, and you heard the story. Yeah. So. The, the one
0: thing uh, that game though, it was very clear that there was a, Strong player element to that loss Just giving yeah, the an yeah. effort An
2: effort, uh, yeah effort a lack a of game,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah. I agree so, so, well, but do you On that Based on what Bub's just revealed, Growler uh, How have your thoughts on Leon Plan A, Plan B uh, Have they evolved? You know, does this change anything for you? You've been one of his my, my, uh, strongest my, critics
0: My, my <laughs> thoughts on Leon always evolve um, <laughs> Okay, good Um yeah, look, I, I I think this year, more, more so than other years, the blame can come a lot more back on the players.
1: Ah, good. That's, um, so, that, basically, this has been a coaching masterclass from Leo. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Shift the focus. Um, he's, got, he's, got <laughs> life, he's got life membership. Contract talks will be coming up, I'd imagine. Apparently, He needs he's to get that fucking hip fix, man. Watching him walk around like a bloody drunken sailor is doing my head in.
2: He walks like Heath Shaw.
1: Yeah, but, like, with this massive... <laughs> like one leg is completely rooted. He needs a joint replace. I'm not sure which one it is. I suspect a hip. The off season. Yeah, he can't spell the off season. Mate, he could go in for that midweek. He'd be all right. <laughs> anyway.
0: Okay, so after all that, are we are we on for a win this weekend against yep. the Dockers?
1: Yep, confident. Yep. I'm confident we're hitting form. But as I think all three of us have alluded to, none of us have any chat whatsoever about the Dockers. <laughs> <laughs> Who they are, how they play, what you know, what they bring to the table. Yeah. So I'm like, just wondering, wondering, wondering who's going to play game. on Pavlich. Yeah, that's right. Is, uh, what's his name? That seven foot eight bloke still playing, Sandy? Yeah, <laughs> <is? laughs>
3: know he's in. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Anyway, all I know is Nat Fife's back. He's apparently going well, and and when he goes well, the Dockers go well. Dockers go well. uh, If the Dutch clamp can clamp down on uh, Fife and you know get right up in his grill uh, and uh, uh, stem his influence, that will that will be that will bode well for our chances. And if we can carry through the fourth quarter of this last game into the first quarter. For the next game, it, it might be nice to kick more than one goal in the first half of football. <laughs> that would be a good start.
0: Yeah. Okay, let's jump into the fourth quarter. Play on at all costs. Anyone got anything to
2: discuss? Uh, one of the things that the um, th- this week highlighted was the um, free the flag. You, anyone else across uh, yes. that?
1: Oh yeah, very yeah, interesting uh, aren't issue. Aren't yeah, 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 very, very interesting good. issue. Mm. So the way it
2: wasn't really across it.
1: Yeah, I remember this came, um, you know, hit the mainstream media. Not this wasn't the first um, time this issue has come up, uh, but basically, I think that the designer of the flag um, gave the exclusive rights for the, for the depiction of that flag in clothing and in other in other money making ventures to land clothing. It. Yeah, he sold the rights that so it. But, but, man,
0: sorry, just before we keep going, just for um, the listeners that may not be fully across this story, you're actually talking about the, the Aboriginal flag, right?
3: Mm.
1: The Aboriginal flag. Sorry, I should have mentioned yep. the, um, the Aboriginal flag, that, you know, Australian listeners will all be very familiar with, but you're right, some of our international listeners may not be. <laughs> uh, very strongly unifying symbol for uh, Indigenous communities all across Australia, Torres Strait Islands, etc. Um, actually the lights to depict that flag on clothing and in other things where money uh, could potentially be made off it is exclusively held by some non-Indigenous owned clothing company and the AFL decided not to engage with them in a financial way in order to have the flag on the centre circle as they have done for Indigenous Round in the past uh, and that I think was part of what sparked the Free the Flag movement this week but the but, I mean, the point that I uh, took out of it that I didn't know about until this week was that the guy that designed the flag is actually still alive. So it's not like he died and those rights were left to this business or you know, they were signed over to the business in his dying days. Like he's still very much around. So I'd be really yeah. interested to hear what his take on on all of this is because it does sort of feel like something that people should be able to uh, Represent
2: in culture and society without having to pay someone to do that, and he's monetized yeah. something that's so culturally important. To, mm. You know, which is which in itself is bizarre. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. That, that, that caught my attention. The other one was Tom Lynch getting cited for his oh, yeah. another elbow. Let's on, unpack this. Yeah. Well, oh, I've he's think... so, so me, I so. There's that,
0: and the the flopping finds as. Is- well right uh, that was very Bob interesting
1: Richmond. from richmond's yeah. richmond's night at the tribunal
0: yeah um so that's what's going on tonight right um what's happening so uh,
1: got off yeah so oh, he Lynch, did, did he? yeah okay. and it was basically cleared and if you slow if you slow-mo the footage enough it, you know his argument was only my fingers touched his throat and i was trying to get some separation and the the prosecuting argument was you know his whole knuckles touched the throat but i mean it, it wasn't much there wasn't much there but i think it. It, it was the culmination of several small incidents over three, mm. several weeks. But I do, I do wonder, and I think it's a bit controversial, should, you know, should, I, I think an incident should be judged on its merits. Um, and sometimes I think it, it shouldn't, the context of how, how many of these low level incidents have been going on shouldn't really matter towards how one particular incident is judged. But the two flops are interesting too. I mean, the the Vlosten flop led to a 50 meter penalty and a goal, um, and hmm. it, but then on Oof. review he was clearly flopping around like a dead fish, and he got fined. He got offered a 500 dollar fine, which I think I assume he took. And Grimes flopped, uh, and that cancelled a apparently. Yeah, well, the, he cancelled a Tip and Woody uh, <laughs> goal, and he got yep. a 750 fine. Small change for um, AFL yeah, players. So you do you think about nice. that? 500 bucks. Mate, yeah. Yeah, Nick Vossen wouldn't flop to the ground to pick up a five hundred dollar note if, <laughs> if, if such a thing existed, you know
2: yeah, I agree and and on your point of um, Tom Lynch, I mean Toby Green came to mind yes you know, how yeah. you know and also Jesse Cameron a couple of years ago with with well, his I issue I think where this any, is where the for first a while time where anytime Toby went near the ball, he was um, guilty
1: yeah.
0: yeah, I think mm. this is the first time that that um that rule or that law has been pulled um called into place right that you Which know, one the, the um what's the tribunal guy's
1: name he, he's Stadia, he's the one that's got the
0: ability to um to to take him straight to the tribunal after those three, three strikes basically yeah
1: um, see i don't have a problem with that like upgrading the forum in which the um incident will be analyzed based on form based on the fact that it's the fourth incident in three weeks or something
2: Um,
1: but I don't think that the incident itself the context of those recent indiscretions should impact on the judgment of that particular incident and I don't think it sounds like it doesn't sound like it was in this case but you you heard the um the umpire audio was on for that around the time of that incident in the Richmond um, SMU game and you could hear the the umpire saying to Lynch you know, if you do that one more time, I'm going to call it a free kick, Tom. Like one more of those, and and it'll be a free kick. Which
3: uh, again, should be a free
1: as, kick. Yeah. it's not. <laughs> this isn't a like you're on your last warning. You know, little Tommy uh. Lynch sort of environment. This is a if there is an infraction, blow your whistle. If if you don't feel that it meets the threshold to blow your whistle, you don't blow the whistle. You can give them a warning, say, hey, you're close to, you know. Um, doing something where I will blow my whistle, but it shouldn't be. I'm going to blow my whistle because it's the fourth time you've done something that I'm, I'm having flashbacks. almost enough for me to blow my whistle. You
2: know, I just thought that I'm was a bit flashbacks, odd. Flashbacks, um, Bartman of the uh, Charlie Cameron in the semi final last year when they're like, "Oh, don't hit his shoulder," you know, like
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. again, board,
2: like do it again, nah, and, you know, like it's either it's either it's either a, it's either a free kick or it's not
1: exactly, and there are yeah. criteria. And there is some discussion around how that criteria is interpreted. Obviously, there's been a lot of controversy about that with holding the ball and high tackles and various things this year. Mm. But, you know, the umpire needs to be able to explain how they felt that that incident met the criteria for a free kick. And one of those criteria is not, he's been doing it all day, <laughs> you know.
3: <laughs> as far as I'm
1: aware, like I'll be honest, this is not an informed podcast. I don't read the fucking umpiring handbook, but, you know, that's that 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 leads down a pathway where players are prejudged in the manner of toby green um and where you know incidents from a previous game are basically Mm. being used to add context to an an incident in this game and i just don't i don't Mm. like that yeah i don't buy it oh one other thing i thought this week boys which was interesting uh just touch on briefly um as part of indigenous round you you would We've all seen the clubs, the AFL at large, highlighting the contribution of Indigenous players to the game. Uh, and in that context, there was a very um, distressing, I would say, article in the article, one of our other print broadcast and internet partners uh, regarding Robbie Muir, mm. a player in the 70s and 80s, and um, went into a lot of detail about how Paul was treated and the impact that had sort of short, medium and long-term on his life as very sobering read. Uh, and I think St Kilda's president has come out and sort of apologised as has the AFL to uh, Robert and reach out to him and make amends that's possible. Um, but I just thought that was uh, an interesting kind of insight into how the early uh, Indigenous players, um, you know, were treated, and uh, it it sort of makes it even more disappointing to th- to see you know ugly incidents still happening today, given that we like to think we've come a long way with this stuff, um, and I guess it just goes to show that we, we probably haven't come as far as we think we have, but things were. Things were things have been bad for a long time in this game, and there's a lot of work to be done. I guess.
2: I agree. I mean, Adam. Uh, was anyway, music. if you
1: haven't read it. Oh, exactly right. Like mm. we sort of um, forget about that ugly chapter in the game's history, but this article I thought it's worth it's worth a read because um, it just sort of, you know, it's sort of like Adam Goods in ten or fifteen years' time. You know, the yeah. the longer term impact it can have on. Um, on someone who the game's kind of used up and, mm. uh, and discarded in a way. And then some of the most heartbreaking bits of this article were, were where he related, um, in, um, you know, occasions when he actually tried to reach out to St. Kilda and ask for help or even just show up at functions and been turned mm. away or given a cold shoulder. Yeah. Um, and it's just really, it's a very sad, very sad article, but it does sound like it's probably spurred the club and the league into some sort of action. But for every person that an article like that's written about, you you know, you must assume that there's hundreds, if not thousands of players in other leagues, Bush leagues, country leagues, you know, all over time. And they may not benefit from, Oh, that this it's, it's, it's article's anyway. Yeah. Sorry to bring the mood down. No, but, uh, no. Thank. Oh, I, I I did a read. read that one. so I'll have to <laughs> have is... to
0: I have to um look that one up and, and give it a read. Um, maybe maybe one to to finish up on, uh, this evening. Um, I thought we're getting pretty close to the end of the year, and I'm not sure if we've really had the a a, uh, a count back. Um, within the squids group about um, who we think. Is um, probably leading the club's best and fairest at the moment. What, what do you guys think? It's been a mixed bag all year. Hey, there's Haynes
1: first, daylight second. Next, daylight
0: yep. second. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, he came second or third last year, um, right? So he's, he's, he's got to be good. Um, So
2: I think Josh Kelly's probably runner-up. Yeah,
1: actually, I do. Yep. And that's interesting for me, bud, because I've been calling for yeah. I've been calling You're for him to be dangled out as trade bait for a while. So, <laughs> right. I'm been forced to reconsider my. Position on that. But he's obviously a very silky player.
0: Okay. Consensus. Give it to Nick Haynes now. Mm. Yep. done.
1: Call it the Nick Haynes Award.
0: Okay. Is, is there anything else?
1: We've covered the big oh, issues, I think. A- anything else? If oh. When we make the grand final, yep. my, I suppose my one issue that I have a little bit of anxiety about is my concern that uh, the grand final will go to Optus Stadium because mm. obviously we don't play well there. And when we're in the grand final, I want the boys to feel comfortable. So one for the squinters to consider during the week. Uh, so I what feel like Which bid do we, a, uh, bid do we like... throw our considerable weight behind? <laughs> Gabba, Optus or Wangaratta Sports Ground? Those seem to be the top three contenders for me. Yeah,
0: I, I feel like the, the, the concern around um, playing in, in Queensland is a bit overcooked at the moment. Um, I don't think it's got to that point where they need to be changing their, their current plans.
1: So what so what are you saying? You think it's the GABA? I think it'll be the GABA, yeah. I think it's I, I think
2: it's almost been kind of softly said it's the GABA. Really? Yep.
1: I reckon Dan Andrews will call Anastasia Palaszczuk and be like, I'll give it to you, but you gotta let Like some of us, some of the people from Tarak and like Brighton into their into their Noosa houses. Karen from Brighton. Karen is fucking on, calling my electoral office every week, being like, "When am I going to get to go up to my place in Noosa?" So there will be some sort of quid pro quo. But who knows? There's a few, um, you know. It's a funny
0: discussion, though, isn't it? Like the WA Premier just going out and saying, Mm. "Look, we're we've got the best stadium,
1: we want it." It would, and he said something like, it would be ridiculous if it went anywhere other than here. He's like, yeah. you know, we're a football state, yeah. we've got a brand new stadium, but, but also no one's allowed like, in or out of our stadium. it's not, so, not like these so leaders don't around.
0: have other issues that they probably should be focusing on rather than where the grand final's being played this year.
1: Yeah, but I think it speaks to the importance of the grand final yeah. uh, politically, socially, culturally uh, no, in I, this I, country. I, for better or worse, Growler...
2: We love. Yeah, this it's, shit, it's you know? a good
0: demonstration of that, actually.
2: You know, I mean, should should yeah. shouldn't should shouldn't Sydney be not thought of as a potential location? I mean, we've our cases in our COVID cases have arguably been less than Queensland in the last
1: week. I agree, and it's been it's conspicuous by its absence, bub. I agree. Mm. So, what's going on there?
2: Is it just ANZ Stadium? Stadium is a, stadium is, a, is the largest. It is a shit oval, but it's the largest yeah. stadium available. Um, mm. In a non-kind of COVID hotspot.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. But a non-traditional football state. But then so is Queensland. So is, so is Queensland. yeah. Well, Anastasia's declared all of Sydney a hotspot, which didn't really make and sense. And Canberra. And yeah, so well, maybe Monica. I'd love to see it there. No, I was saying. Yeah. Imagine that.
0: How many can you fit into
2: Monica?
1: <laughs> oh, a few thousand. Thirteen, or maybe yeah, thirteen,
2: 13 or of, so. Thirteen
1: or fifteen. And with with. Yeah, pack you pack it out. Great you know, haven't played it played play at night. Under lights, minus five. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a that's a nice one to to finish on. Nice. Well thanks boys. Appreciate you taking the time out tonight to update the Squinting World on everything to do with the Giants. Look forward to a big week ahead against the Fremantle Dockers and to all the, the squinters out there, we'll we'll speak to you next
2: week. Surrender. Yes, never, never surrender. Never surrender.
1: Even if sometimes it feels like you need to.
0: working pile maybe caniglio it
3: might just be an oversight, but here's a chance
0: to get it right it's caniglio and caniglio i said uh, 3 to him
3: Just it right! I'm getting it right. Steven Canelio. It's Cunelio. Canelio flying step for goal! Just get it right. Oh It's Cornelio Tacked underneath with Steven Canelio for another.